details of it specs wise 32 strands in the handle oh, sorry in the thong and 72 strands in the handle up until about there where it completes in 48 strands strands were in the handle 0.9 of a mil wide and 0.3 of a mil thick uh, basically when I cut out all the strands and held them in my hand I could hardly feel the weight of them at all that was Mr. Peter Thorndike talking about his man from Snowy River whip, his stock whip at the 2018 Los Angeles Whip Cracking Convention. What a fun time it was. All you guys out there, all my friends, all the new people I met, you guys made this thing special. You guys are the ones who make this event what it is. And I just had a great time. I flew out to California on the 4th um, with my brother Luke and... We arrived probably at 7 or 8 in the morning, and we were tired, dead tired. Uh, we, we got a nice Airbnb, little place in San Fernando. That's where we stayed for the weekend. And it was just a really great time seeing all my friends out in California, meeting new people. But in addition to that, it was just a great time. Uh, we had a good, a good bonding experience. I had a great bonding experience with my brother. When we were little, uh, we used to just every day play with Legos. And we were so close then, but, you know, as time has gone by, you both choose your your own careers, your own uh, things that you're deciding to to commit your time to, inve- investing your time into for the future. And um, as a result of that, you know, we, we don't see each other as much as we used to. And in addition to the Los Angeles Whip Cracking Convention, I viewed this trip as a vacation with my brother, just a time to get caught up, to talk, to just relax, go on hikes. So that was very, very necessary and meaningful to me. But back to the whip meet, had the privilege of meeting a lot of new people, a lot of people who are longtime subscribers and watchers of my videos. And it was just a very humbling, humbling thing to, to be approached by a couple people asking me to sign, sign their whips. It's like, who am I? You know, I'm just, I'm a guy who makes videos and just, just to see the support uh, from you guys and, and, and different people and, and kids coming up to me saying how inspirational my videos are. That just, that really meant the world to me. And it was just a really humbling experience. And um, it was great meeting you guys. I had the privilege of meeting Mr. Peter Thorndike and uh, chatting with him. And this man is just so humble about his work. That's something that really stood out to me. Uh, is just how down to earth and, and friendly this guy is. And really inspirational. I uh, got to meet Anthony DeLongas. Uh, that was that was great. I've always seen videos of Anthony back when I was getting into whip making and whip cracking. Uh, so it was it was a real pleasure to get to meet to finally meet Anthony. I've put together a little documentary, I guess you could say a micro documentary is what I've been referring to it as, uh, on my channel Next Whip Shop on YouTube, and it's a ten minute video covering the event from start to finish, basically. Um, so if you're interested in seeing how it went, please head over to Nick's Whip Shop uh, YouTube page, and you can watch that video. If you're a first-time listener to this podcast, thank you so much for joining. Uh, there's a few ways that, that you can help if you like this podcast, if you like what I do. Uh, one of those ways is to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've got a lot of brand new tutorial ideas. I actually have a list of about probably 30 new video ideas, and I'm about 90% complete uh, on the next tutorial. 
I'm not going to give away what that tutorial is, um, but I will let you know that there at one point uh, there's three cameras rolling at once. So I've never put quite this much work into a video, and I'm really excited about it. I'm using the new Sony A6300 4K camera to film this new tutorial. So please do subscribe. There's a lot of new great content. I, I hope that it's great. I'm confident that you guys will be able to uh, benefit from it. Um, in addition to subscribing uh, to the YouTube channel, if you like what I do, uh, I would greatly appreciate it if you would head over to patreon.com. Um, you can give as little as a dollar a month, and it just helps me to be able to continue uh, making these videos. So I appreciate your support. I want to thank Adam Winrich for putting this event together. This event goes so much deeper than just showing up and cracking whips. Uh, this is something that I actually touched on in my micro documentary. All of you guys are like a family to me. I view you as a family. I feel like I've known you really all my life. And it really, it goes deeper than just showing up and cracking whips. It really does. Um, just the socializing, uh, the realization that you uh, possess so many more characteristics with these people than just making and cracking whips. Um, I, the way I can describe it is when, when you connect on a level of something so obscure relative to everything else in the world, whip making and whip cracking is something that is just a tiny sliver, a fraction of a percent compared to everything else. So when you get a whole bunch of people together, you start communicating and you realize that there are so many more personality types and characteristics that kind of spill over and naturally fit together because you're already connected on this level of something so obscure. And that is the most meaningful thing to me about this event, just that, that connection with everyone in addition to the face value of what it is, a whip cracking convention. So that's something that I'm so thankful for. And I'm just so thankful that Adam puts this thing together every year. So with that being said, I'm Nick Schrader, and you are listening to episode seven of Whipcast. All right, I just did a makeover on my workbench. Isn't that exciting? It really isn't, but it means so much to me for some reason. I went out and bought this quarter-inch rubber material from Menards, and I resurfaced my workbench in the whip shop. And it just made me feel a lot better and happier than it probably should have. Uh, but it, it looks a lot better. And we are coming up to 25,000 subscribers on the channel. I, I've never imagined that this would ever happen. And it's all because of you guys. It's all because of you guys. I started... I remember when I had 100 subscribers, I was surprised. It was like 100 people really want to watch me make a whip and they want to learn from, from this from me. And as time progressed, we're at a thousand. Whoa, when I hit my 
thousand subscribers. I was like, this is this is incredible. This is unbelievable. Two thousand came up. Five thousand. Ten thousand. But twenty five thousand? Are you kidding me? That is unreal. And I'm so thankful to you guys for that. So I figured if I've got 25,000 people who are interested in watching my video, I can go out and spend $30 to make this workbench look a little bit better. And I think it does look a lot better. You'll see in my next tutorial coming up uh, next week. By the end of next week, it'll be released. Uh, you'll see it. And I think it looks pretty sharp. I'm excited about it. I have also been trying to, not trying, I actually have been successfully starting a, another company, an aerial photography company. So if you or anyone else uh, is interested in drone photos or video, 4K, 14 megapixel camera, if you're a realtor and you're looking for someone to get some aerial shots of a property, call me. Because I am Part 107 certified with the FAA, I've got a DJI Phantom 4 Pro, and I'm ready to go out and take pictures or video of your property. So, for real, if you're interested in something like that, I would love for you to contact me. So whip orders have been slowing down a little bit, and as a result of that, I have some whips in stock on nickswhipshop.com. I have a 6 foot 2 inch 16 plat kangaroo hide bull whip, kind of an Indiana Jones style. Uh, that's for sale. I also have a 2 and a half foot miniature bull whip, kangaroo hide in turquoise and brown, and it has an exotic wood handle. It's a black palm handle. I've been ordering a lot of uh, stock wood from bellforestproducts.com. And no, they're not they're not sponsoring this podcast or my channel. Uh, but hey, if uh, you guys are listening, I know you're not, <laughs> but if you are, the off chance that you're actually listening to this podcast, I would absolutely love for you guys to sponsor me. No, for real, uh, this company is great. If you're looking for some wood to turn on a lathe for whip handles, Bell Forest Products uh, is a place where you can find just a, a ton of different wood. A lot of iron woods from Africa, woods that, that turn really well on a lathe and look great as a whip handle, especially if you sand them nice and then just apply a nice layer of shellac to that. You get this nice shine to it. I think I said nice about six times in the past five seconds, but hey, it just goes to show what I think of their products. I really like them. So bellforceproducts.com, they're that good. They don't have to give me money. I'm still going to mention them. Probably going to make a video pretty soon about their products, actually. I ordered probably about four or five hours ago. I ordered five pieces of wood uh, from them. I ordered, let's see if I can remember them. Uh, hmm, hmm. Ebony, African blackwood. I think I ordered more black palm. Um, Bacote. And the fifth one was, what was it? That's my favorite. Then I'm, oh, kingwood. I actually, I ordered six of them. And the sixth one was... Cocobolo. And that's the one. The Cocobolo and the, the Kingwood are the two that I'm really excited about. There's a, there's another one called Snakewood. And it's really expensive, actually. I think it's 50 bucks for a 1 by 1 by 12 inch piece. And that's, that's a little much. But it looks cool. 
So check them out if you're if you're interested in, in doing some uh, wooden handles for your whips. Uh, another whip maker who was brought to my attention uh, is a guy named Drew, and he has a a a, um, a website called Drew's Whips, and he does all these wooden handled bull whips. And I think he might actually use uh, BellforceProducts.com as well because. When I went on his page and was looking at the different handles that he offers, almost every single one of those, it was like basically as if I was, you know, paralleling his site with Belforest products and I was going down the line, oh, that one, that one, those are the same ones that I just saw, you know, so I think he might also partake in the great products of Belforest.com, Belforestproducts.com. So check him out. Also, I'm not one to try to incorporate every other thing that I do into this podcast, but I would love it if you'd check out my other YouTube page, um, youtube.com slash Nick Schrader. It's just kind of my secondary channel. Uh, Not secondary channel. It's just a channel where I like to upload films that I make that aren't really related to whips. So check that out if you would. i got a lot of storm chasing videos. I actually just released a video from 2017, kind of a vlog-style video of me uh, going to Texas and filming a beautiful tornado. I'm very proud of. I love that tornado. It was was a very, very nice tornado. And some of you who are listening to this are absolutely terrified of tornadoes, and you're saying, you're crazy. But I guess beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I I do not want to see people get hurt. That's that's the misconception. a lot of people will, will will tell me, "How could you love something that kills people?" And then I I, I tell them, I say, "I don't want to see people die." And I, the best place to see a tornado is in a field where it's not doing any damage to anyone uh, or any property. That's the best place you you can be filming a tornado, photographing that tornado, and deep down inside you know that nobody's getting hurt, and that's the most important part. That's the most important thing. That's the thing, that little extra that just makes you go, take a deep breath, relax, and know that no one's dying while you're filming this tornado. So if that's something that's interesting to you, science in general, I'd love for you to check out the other channel. So with that being said, let us read some questions. Isaac asks this question. Um, This is a comment on my current bullwhip making method. Hey, Nick, where do you get the Dacron polyester thread? I have been looking around, and I can't find it anywhere. Also, love your videos. You explain everything well, and I've made two whips using your old method, and I'm really interested to try out this new method and to see how it works. Yeah, Isaac, I actually get that material from eBay, to be honest. Western Filament is the company that sells it. Um, So to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure the most reliable place to get it because the company had it for a while and then they stopped making it and it's just kind of up in the air really. So if you just, if you search around for flat Dacron thread, um, you'll find it. 
I haven't actually used it in a while, um, but it is it is hard to find, and I'll put a link uh, in the description of this podcast, so check that out, Isaac. Agent Gill ninety six commented on my micro documentary on the the Los Angeles Whip Cracking Convention. Nick, I would really like some help when you get a chance. I'm wanting to make a 12-foot whip with a 10-inch handle that's on your website. Love your videos, man. Well, Agent Gill 96, um, making a 12-foot whip is essentially the same thing as making a 6-foot whip. Um, You'll just have an extra belly, and it's all the same principle. So if there's anything specific that you're wanting me to explain... Uh, let me know, and I'd be glad to help you. Fight Squad says, hi. Hello, Fight Squad. That was a comment on my alternating pattern video. Uh, Dude Video 05. This is a comment on my current bullwhip making method. Master of your craft, thanks for such in-depth tutorials. You're very kind, Dude Video 05. I'm glad you find them helpful. Stefan says, good work on the creases and kinks video. Thank you, Stefan. Gill Vision. I'm going to magnify. I always forget to magnify the screen. And I'm sitting about three feet away from a 27-inch monitor, but still it's, it's a 5K screen, so it's so small. There we go. That's nice and big. That should be a lot easier. This is a comment on my Not Foundation video. I was using the Lime Green Parachute Cord. Uh, Not Foundation and Heel Knot. It's an older video. Uh, Gilvision says, I don't know what my problem is. I follow your video, and no matter how many times I try to tie the knot, I can't seem to make it look like yours. Even if I do the first pass right, I follow that for the second pass, and halfway through the knot, I lose the lead strand. How thick should the foundation be? Maybe mine is too thick. The diameter of my knot foundation is about one and a quarter inches. Should it be thinner? I built the foundation based on your new method when I did it based on the old. Um, hmm. I built the foundation based on your new method. Yeah, um... If you're using the foundation that I, that I talk about in my newer videos, um... At one point, I do give the exact measurements. Um, so if you refer to those, um, you, lo- you you talk about losing the lead strand that you're following on the second pass. So it sounds like you have the first pass down, which is great. That's what's most important. If the first pass is correct, um, then it's just a matter of following it and just making sure that you know you when one strand goes over another sometimes especially when you're expanding that knot uh, it can be easy to lose that strand underneath another two strands so just making sure that everything is pulled out and not slipping underneath another strand that's important so it sounds like that could be uh, your problem Gil Vision mm, if you could actually email me some photos of the knot on its first pass I would be uh, much more likely to accurately see what uh, could be the problem. I'm I'm definitely not good. I'm going to let all of you know this right now. If you have a question 
specifically about a certain aspect of whip making and you talk about it in a lengthy description, that's great. Some people are good at just deciphering that and reading through, but I'm a visual kind of person. I need to uh, see that, unfortunately. So Gil Vision, if you could send me a picture of what's going on, um, I'm pretty sure and confident that I can help you. Landerson27 is a comment on my current snake whip making method. It's one of the newer videos that I made, and it's actually been a pretty big hit. A lot of you uh, have been commenting on it and letting me know that it's been helpful, and I'm glad. Great video and whip by Landerson's 27. I've been using your method of making bull whips and snake whips for several years now. I don't sell them, more for the therapy for me and awesome gifts for my friends and family. Will you be making a new video on your current bullwhip method? I probably will, Landerson. I probably will. I actually was holding off on my current 2018 snake whip video because I felt deep down that, you know, there's not a whole lot of things that changed. But when I was making the video, I was like, okay, they want it, I'll make it. As I was making it, I realized, wait, there are a lot of things that have changed. And because it was such a gradual process of me going from one method to another, taking all these little changes and applying them, because it happened over such a gradual time, or because it happened so gradually, I didn't realize that a lot of things did change. So I think it, it, or I know for a fact that it was an important video to make. Even though I made a stupid mistake in the first <laughs> five minutes of the video and I, um, I uh, put the wrong uh, units. I put it in inches instead of feet, which was so stupid. Actually, that morning, 3 a.m., driving to O'Hare Airport, uh, I looked at the video and I was like, I can't believe I just did that. And I was talking to my brother and his girlfriend uh, on the way. And I was saying, should I delete the video, guys? This is an unbelievable mistake. And then I decided, no, I, I'm just going to leave it. So I did. So yes, Landerson, I will be making a current video on how to make a bullwhip. Sensor Pixel commented on the Los Angeles video. Adam is such a pro. Thank you so much for this video. You are welcome, Sensor Pixel. And Adam is probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, whipcracker uh, that I've seen. Sarah uh, Bardwa, forgive me. I'm not great at names. This is another comment on the L.A. Whip Meat video. Where do you get the leather cowhide for the Turk's Head Knot Foundation on your snake whip? Please send me an Amazon link. I actually don't get it at Amazon, Sarah. I get it at Michael's in Hobby Lobby. They have this little bag of scrap leather. It's about 10-ounce cowhide. Um, but I'm actually going to be making a video pretty soon on an alternate material, synthetic material, for Turk's Head Knot foundations. But in the meantime, uh, you can go to pretty much any arts and crafts supply store and you can buy 10-ounce cowhide or tandy leather as well. Belt blanks work great. And if you don't have access to those places I just listed, 
you can literally walk into a resale shop and buy a cheap belt and cut that up and use that as your heel knot foundation. It works really good. Marcus uh, commented on my current snake whip method for 2018, the new video. And he says, why don't you make it that way? Like this. Um, at 1.30, why, why don't you make it that way? Okay, so at 1.30, I do something, and he's asking me, why don't I do it like this? And he has a link there. Let's see what that is. Oh, okay, I see what he was talking about. At 1.30, I took two pieces of paracord and fused them together by melting them together. And what Marcus is asking me is, why didn't I use something called the Manny method, which is definitely a lot stronger of a connection. And my answer to you is um, there really wasn't a lot of stress on that point because it's a knot. Um, if these were strands of a belly or an overlay, the Manny method would be very beneficial and probably necessary to do. But I just felt like for the sake of the video, for the sake of time, and the sake of me never doing the Manny method before, I would just do it this way. So that's... It, that's the reason that I did that, Marcus. Another comment from Marcus on the wooden handle video, and he says, Try epoxide rosin. All blacksmiths uh, are using it to combine wood with steel. Thank you, Marcus. I'm going to try that. Um, since I came out with that video, I was told by many people that the wood glue uh, will not be a permanent bond uh, after years between the metal and the wood. It just won't hold uh, for all that time. And I have taken your advice and I no longer use wood glue. Um, instead, I'm using threaded rod combined with uh, an epoxy. I'm not sure if it was that same stuff that you mentioned, epoxide rosin, um, but I'll definitely look into that. So thank you, Marcus. Uh, Fight Squad 67 commented on the new Snake Whip video. Nice video, really instructional. You are welcome. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for the comment. Thank you for the four smiley faces and six thumbs up. I appreciate it, man. Looks like you're doing some parkour in your thumbnail picture. I used to do that stuff when I was younger. I loved it. I should get back into it. Uh, Dylan commented on my how to make a snake whip video. And he says, about one hour into the video, I noticed your hands bleeding onto the cord. Should take some breaks between steps to let your blisters settle. Uh, Dylan, that actually wasn't blood. What that was, was oil that had corroded some paint. It was like, I don't know if it was oil, but it was some sort of uh, some grease or oil that had spilled into a drawer and the drawer was painted red and what happened was that chemical dissolved the paint uh, the red paint and it mixed with the oil and I would keep tools in that drawer so I, when I opened it and reached into the drawer I got some of that nasty stuff on my hands which was blood red and that as a result got on the white whip so I appreciate your concern Dylan but that wasn't actually blood um, but my hands um, do sometimes get blisters, and whenever that does happen, I usually will just 
I'll wrap it with some gauze and band-aids. So thank you for your comment, my friend. Poncho uh, commented on the original How to Make a Bullwhip video. And he says, When you made the knot, did the top part fill you with BBs too? And this appears to be a, a facetious comment because I didn't even uh, make a knot in that video. And I don't, I can't say that I quite get the humor there, or the joke that is, uh, but thanks for the comment. Askrisk commented on my current uh, bullwhip making video and says your web addresses are no good and perhaps they have expired. I'll take I'll take a look at those after the show. Thank you. Um, a new comment from Xander on the new snake whip video for this year. Do you take the core out of the paracord? Yes, I do. Lauren commented on my current nylon bull whip making video and says, I've made eight whips so far since your first video on how to make whips. I'm very glad to hear that. Thanks for watching. Henrique, um, come, okay, that's a Patreon video. Can't talk about that one. That's a private video for patreon.com. Uh, Brandon commented on my current nylon bullwhip making method, and he says, how long is the 3 eighths inch sinker cord? Um, it's the full length of the whip minus the length of the handle. So the handle plus the sinker cord equals six feet because we were making a six foot whip. Cade Man Productions commented on the new snake whip video of 2018 and says, Hey Nick, I've noticed a small problem I'm having with the lower sections of my whips. When I'm rolling and get to about the six plat portion, I notice that it's more flat than round and instead drags along the ground uh, and doesn't roll. Is there some way to make it more round during construction? Good question, Cade Man. Uh, yes, there is. If you are using the 3 8 inch sinker cord, what you can do is fold it in half and bind that, and that will take care of the squaring that happens. Or what you could do, as seen in some of my more recent bullwhip videos, is you could cut it short, cut the 3 8 inch sinker cord about a foot and a half short of the overall length of the whip and carry the dropped strands down, and those dropped strands become... Uh, your core and this also will help make that part of the whip round instead of flat um, so it skids along the ground instead of rolls if you have some of those whips that you didn't do those procedures with that you are having trouble with rolling you can temporarily take some electrical tape and wrap around the overlay a bunch of times towards the end the part where it isn't rolling smoothly what this will do is it'll cause some friction and grip and kind of force the whip to roll. And you can kind of get away with that, and it'll round it off more. It won't be perfect, but it'll be a lot more round than it, than it would be if you didn't, uh, didn't use that. So for the next time you make a whip, try doing that. 
Jason commented on the new snake whip video um, and says it helps to use a fork to drive those BBs down. That's an interesting idea, Jason, and it sounds like it's working great for you. Um, I sounds like you're probably not using 650 paracord, but hey, if you're okay with with, dri with driving the BBs down with a fork and that works for you, go for it. I never thought about using a fork, and that's a good idea. Uh, Pella commented on my current nylon bullwhip making method. Um, 106.45, that cracked me up pretty good. Uh, let's see what Pella was talking about. <laughs> I was making some stupid joke about not now and not. Just you got to watch it. Just Just watch it. Just some dumb joke I was making. Thanks for the comment, Pella. I'm glad you found that funny. Genesis Gaming commented on the new Snake Whip video. Can you do a 2018 current bullwhip making method video? Another request for one of those, so I guess I'm going to have to do it. Yes, I will, Genesis Gaming. It's a comment from Julie on the current bullwhip making method video, the older one. And Julie says, this tutorial has been absolutely incredible. I've tried and tried and given up a hundred times using, a uh, hundred times, period. Using this video, I was able to make my first one start to finish. Thank you for sharing your method with the world. You're welcome, Julie, and thank you for that encouraging comment. More videos to come. Tommy says, thank you, great as always, on my current snake whip meth making method. Thanks, Tommy. Dakota Holiday commented on my custom seven foot bullwhip, the one that was yellow and black with the checkerboard pattern, every foot down the whip. Uh, Dakota says, hey Nick, great video. What are your strand lengths for a seven foot bullwhip, assuming a 10 inch handle? And to answer your question, Dakota, if you go to nickswhipshop.com, you can take the lengths for a six foot bullwhip and add two feet to every strand and that will get you the approximate strand lengths for a seven foot bullwhip with a 10 inch handle thanks for the comment thanks for watching thanks for subscribing <laughs> here's a comment on my new snake whip video from wyatt i found that gerber dime multi-tool has the perfect spacing in the hole of the pliers that it will grab a hold of the BB, but allow it to slide through the paracord fairly easily. It saves a lot of time in your fingers as well. I'm going to have to look into that, Wyatt. Thank you for that tip. I appreciate it. Dyros commented on the Los Angeles Whip Cracking Convention documentary. Some wonderful work and skills on, on show here. I love The Man from Snowy River by Peter Thorndike. Great video. Thanks. You are welcome, Dyros. I think we all love that whip. And it is certainly a beautiful piece of craftsmanship. And I have to take a moment to uh, tell you guys a crazy dream that I had. This is so random and strange. I've been uh, chatting on, on Facebook Messenger uh, with, with my friends uh, quite, quite frequently. Um, Blake Bruning of Trinity Whip, the Trinity Whip Company, uh, and Peter Thorndike as well. And... Uh, I shared with, with, actually, I shared with Peter and Blake and uh, Steve Townsend as well of, of Townsend Handcrafted Whips. Uh, I had this dream that for some reason I had that whip at my house in the shop, the man from Snowy River Stock Whip. And I had it and I was nervous to begin with, like, man, I don't know what, this, this thing is, is priceless. Why, why is it here? I don't want anything to happen to it. 
And sure enough, in the dream, it started unraveling. It just started unraveling and I would set it down like, oh man, I got to do something about this. They're going to be so mad at me. Peter Thorndike's going to be so upset and Blake and Adam and all these, <laughs> all my friends are going to be so upset with me. So it just keeps unraveling and I'm like, I'm trying to plate it back together. I'm like, I can't do this plating. This is insane. I can't do this. And then I woke up and just, it was funny when I woke up, but in the dream, I was just freaking out like, Oh, it was so tense. It was just a weird dream. I, I had to share that with, with the maker of the whip, Peter Thorndike. I have this thing where if I have a dream about someone and it's not too absurd and crazy, I have to tell them. It just feels like it completes the cycle. It completes it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you guys? Have you ever felt that way? If you have a dream, like you wake up and you're like, I got to tell them. I have to tell them this dream. And it just feels like it justifies the dream almost. It's maybe it's just some stupid thing that I feel, but eh, it's worth a shot asking you guys if you feel it as well. So yeah, that was my crazy dream about the man from Snowy River Whip. But yes, Dyros, um, it is a beautiful whip. Another comment from AJ Poland on my rolling whip layers. Um, 317, grip that whip, firmly grasp it. That's what you got to do. X Blah Dude X commented on the LA Whip Meat video. What would be the lengths for a one belly, three foot snake whip? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. That's something that I could figure out, and I could let you know that. My whips have two, minimally, my whips have two plated bellies. So I've never really experimented with single belly whips that much to where I'm taking notes and, and saying, okay, this is what it is. It's just kind of, if I've, I have made a few single belly whips, one of them being the one that I used to participate in the competitions at the LA whip meet, but it was, I wasn't really recording the lengths. I was just eyeballing it like, oh, this works cool. And there might've been a foot or two of waste here and there, but, uh, X Dude X, uh, I'm not sure, but maybe I'll do a video on it. Uh, Steven commented, this is another comment on the LA whip meet video. I live in LA, recently got into whips, just learning that I missed the convention by days. Ah, oh, man, I'm sorry. I am sorry to hear that, Steven. But, um, there's always next year. Burger Bandit, good to see you, my friend. It's a comment on podcast number five. And Burger Bandit says, I love the podcast. Quick question, though. Are you open to co-hosting with anyone or inviting uh, another guest on? If you are, I'd really love to be a part of one of your podcasts one day. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I uh, am wanting to do. Uh, obviously, I I had Blake Bruning on the show. and um, Yeah, absolutely, Burger Bandit, if you want to be on my show. Um, totally. I'm definitely okay with that. Carson commented on the current snake whip video. If I wanted to make a six-foot whip, would I use twice the amount of paracord for all the measurements? Yes, you certainly would. And Manfred said, good question, want to know. Manfred, to you as well, yes, that will work. What might get you a little more accurate uh, of a strand length list would be to just go to nickswhipshop.com in the strand length section 
and go to the six foot bullwhip and use the strand lengths for that. And that will probably get you a little bit more accurate of a um, list of strands for a six foot snake whip. Joshua commented on the new snake whip video as well. Is it possible to use something other than leather for the base of the knot at the end? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can use rubber for that. Um, you can. There's there's a there's quite a lot of different materials that you can use for that. I would recommend going to a hardware store, and you can find that in the flooring department they have a lot of leather. Uh, a lot of leather. Sorry, a lot of rubber is what I meant to say. Find some good quarter-inch rubber. You can uh, get it in like three-foot wide sheets in as much as you want. I think it's uh, probably about $5 per foot, one foot by three feet, and that just lasts forever, basically. And you can get it in quarter-inch, three-sixteenths, five-eighths, whatever. So check that out, Joshua. Uh, Vaughn actually responded to you, Joshua, and said uh, duct tape or nylon webbing. Uh, I don't know if I would recommend duct tape, nylon webbing. Uh, that's the stuff I'm assuming that you're talking about is the floor mat tape. So I, I don't really know if, I mean, you could get by with it, but there's definitely a lot of better, better options um, and more sturdy options than duct tape. And that would take a lot of duct tape to build up a, a knot foundation of a quarter of an inch. But thank you for helping though, Vaughn. I'm not saying it won't work. It, it will work. It's just there's, there's better materials that you can use. Mop Top uh, commented on the LA Whip Meat video. He is the Bob Ross of YouTube. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I, I do get that a lot, and I am very honored. I actually got a Bob Ross t-shirt for Christmas from my brother. Yuxyuxy. Great. A comment on the L.A. Whitmeat video. Thank you, Yuxyuxy. It's a comment from Felix on the Replacing Falls and Crackers video. How do you thread the paracord in itself to make the fall if you don't have a paracord fid? That's a great question, Felix. Um, this is what I used to do before I had one. Uh, the first year that I started making whips, what I would do is I would take a nail and I would run that through, or not run it through, but I would you know, open up the end of the paracord, gut it first, of course, and push the nail in uh, head first and then seal that off with a lighter has to be a thin nail to do this, and preferably a long nail. So a thin nail and a long nail. Push the nail in, seal it off, and pinch it, and form a nice tip on that paracord that's sealed around the sharp end of the nail. And then you can take that, and it'll sort of work as a needle. But if you're going to do this, you're going to need to have a way of, of poking a hole into the paracord to initially to start a pathway for that that nail encased in paracord to slide through because if you have a, a permalock lacing needle the needle is separate from the paracord and that you can use to open up the paracord so you're going to need like either a screwdriver or an awl or a fid to open up a hole for 
that nail that is sheathed in the paracord. But yeah, Felix, if you're in a pinch, man, you don't have to have a needle for that. Use a nail. That's that's what I did. That's what I recommend. It'll get you by. Um, forgive me, my friend, but your name is in Russian, and I do not know how to um, pronounce the Russian alphabet. But this is a a video, um, the alternating pattern. You commented and you said, "Hi, Nick. Thank you for your videos." You're like a teacher for me. Making uh, bullwhips is my favorite hobby. Greetings from Ukraine, Kiev. Well, thank you so much for watching, my friend. I'm, I'm awfully uh, disappointed in myself and a little embarrassed that I can't pronounce your name, but um, I, I appreciate you watching, and I'm very thankful that uh, you are a subscriber to the channel. So thank you very much. A comment uh, from Sarah on the current method of making a snake whip for 2018. Are there any other options for the Turks Head Knot Foundation? I have no clue where to get that leather, and I am making this whip on a budget. Um, well, I would recommend the rubber, but it's not going to be any cheaper than leather. So, Sarah, my best advice is to, like I mentioned earlier, visit a resale shop and go to the belt section. You can get one for like a dollar, maybe even two. You can use that for your heel knot foundation. Here is a comment from Sergey on my original six-foot bullwhip tutorial. Thank you for a very professional workshop. You are welcome, Sergey. Thank you very much for watching, my friend, and I encourage you to watch some of my later videos because the methods used are a little bit more sturdy and will cause you to make a whip that lasts a little bit longer and has more life in it for a longer period of time. Thanks for watching. Here's a comment from Eric on the L.A. Whitmead micro-documentary. Nick, just wanted you to know in reply to your fifth whipcast, I follow King of Random, and I've done so many of his projects. After seeing the bullwhip video that he made, I didn't think much of it, especially because of the way he made it. But because of that video, a week or two later, I searched up how to make one and came across your channel. I just finished my first six-foot whip and plan on making a 10-foot soon. Thank you so much. Well, Eric, uh, I'm very honored that, that you uh, you found my, my videos and my channel, and I'm very glad that you decided to come over and, and watch them. And um, The King of Random is great. I love Grant Thompson and his videos, and that just goes to show that my concern for people not watching my videos anymore because of his was absolutely ludicrous. So thank you so much, Eric. Welcome to the world of whips and many more videos to come. Here's a comment by Vaughn. He says, nice on my sold bullwhip video. This is an oldie. This is probably four or five years old. It's my blue and black nylon bullwhip video. Man, that thing was a little bit rough. <laughs> my early customers were very patient people. Thanks, Vaughn. I appreciate it. Gordon, comment on the L.A. Whip Meat video. Wish I could have stuck around longer this year. Such a fun event. Well, that's that's okay, Gordon. There's there's always next year. Um, this this event is something that I recommend coming to every year. And see you next year. Ryan commented on the current method for making a bullwhip 
older video. Where else can we get the cord? Because the store is permanently closed. And you can find that in the description of the video. I've actually linked a new store that sells it. It's a question from Ron on my current nylon bull whip making method. Nick, do you line up the seams from a previous belly with the plating on the next belly overlay? Some rotate the belly uh, 180 degrees between bellies and also on the overlay. Do you do that as well? I hope you can understand what I'm asking. That is an excellent question. That's a very intuitive question. I've never actually been asked that before, Ron. Very good question. I actually used to not pay attention to the seams of the whip, and that turned out okay. It, there was never really a huge problem. When I rolled the whip, that tension would become evened out, and a preferred method of flow was established by rolling the whip. Uh, nowadays, I actually do prefer to turn it over 180 degrees um, so that it isn't uh, overly stiff in one direction uh, than another, even though that will happen naturally. I just don't really like it to be extremely stiff in one way and very flowy and, and very curved in, in the other way, the opposite way. So, Ron, I do like to rotate 180 degrees and plate over that so that the tension is a little more equal, especially if you're doing a volley. Uh, that's where something like this would come into play. Excellent question. It's a very good question. I've never been asked that before. So thank you, Ron. A comment from Carson on my current snake whip making video. Is any of the paracord gutted? Uh, yes, it is, Carson. All of it is gutted. There's a comment from Michelle on the LA Whip Meet video. Great video, Nick. You really captured the feel of the convention. See you next time. Michelle, it was absolutely great to see you again. I love all you guys. Um, I had an absolutely great time, and I'm actually wanting to come out there maybe over the summer and hang out with you and Todd and Paul and just go to the park and crack whips, even if it's not the LA Whip Meet. I'd love to just uh, spend time with you guys, maybe go for a hike, as, as Todd actually mentioned uh, in one of the comments. So that sounds like a, a good time. And thank you for your kind words on the video, Michelle. I appreciate it. Explodude X, another comment on my transition knot foundation uh, video. If I tie the transition knot about an inch before the steel rod ends, Will the end of the rod cut into the thong? Uh, no, it won't, given that you file down the end of that rod before you prepare your core. Uh, that's the reason that that's so important. If you just cut off a piece of steel that has a very sharp edge, then, you know, after a few years, there's no guarantee that that wouldn't happen. But that's why I prefer grinding it down and making it smooth. And as far as tying the transition knot uh, an inch before the steel rod ends. I Hopefully I mentioned that in there, but that's what I prefer doing. I Some people like to attach the, the, the transition knot foundation as well as the knot uh, right at the, tr the transition, like literally right on it. And I don't really care for doing it that way because as the whip breaks in and loosens up uh, after a few years, um, that knot foundation can actually loosen up and I just don't prefer to do it that way. Good question, X. Two thumbs up from Mamoud 
on my LA whip meat video. Thank you so much. There's a comment from Witchcraft Whips. Lovely vid, Nick. There's not too many things that would bring me halfway around the world, but visiting Australia next year is one, and participating in the LA Whip Meat Con convention surely is another. Thanks for posting, man. You are very welcome. You are very welcome, my friend. I would encourage all of you to go check out Johnny's channel, Witchcraft Whips. Johnny, you uh, have gotten really great at making especially kangaroo hide whips, and you've got a lot of great tutorials, too. Um, I actually watched your video on fancy plating and found it very helpful. So, guys, please check out Witchcraft Whips. Johnny has a great channel. Thank you for the comment, Johnny. I appreciate it, brother. I'd love to see you next year at the, at the uh, L.A. Whip Meet. Satoro uh, commented on the L.A. Whip Meet video and says, Great video. Thank you so much. So bad with names. I feel terrible. Giuseppe. Ah, that's not right. That's that's not right. Tonelli. I'll address you by your last name. Tonelli. I'm so sorry. I can't pronounce your first name. Did you record all the performances of single hand or two handed freestyle? Will you share this video with us? Thanks. Great video. You're very welcome. Um, I did record all of them, or most all of them. Uh, but I found that if I would have included those in the video, it would have been really, really long. And I wasn't sure if everybody would want to sit through a video that long. So I tried to include everybody that I could. I, I really did. Um, but yeah, I can definitely probably upload those on my second channel. Um, and it'll probably be a nice long 40 or, or 50 minute video. But yeah, here's a comment from Christopher on the LA Whitmeat video as well. The crack Paul Nolan does at 803 is so cool. Yes, it is, isn't it? It's crazy. That is the one in slow motion where I'm looking straight ahead and Paul is standing about 12 feet behind me and he cracks the whip and he does this cool thing with his wrist and it seems to defy physics. The whip goes straight and then all of a sudden it makes a sharp 90 degree turn to the left and cuts this pasta stick out of my mouth. And that's Paul Nolan of Midwest Whips. Please check out his website. Uh, Paul was very inspirational to me, especially, it still is inspirational to me, but especially when I started making whips, I was watching a lot of Paul's videos on YouTube and uh, he's become a good friend of mine. And we were having a great time playing with the 120 frame per second feature on my new camera, my new a6300 Sony camera. Uh, so another reason for you guys to check out that LA whip meet video. There's a lot of slow motion footage in it. So thank you for the comment, Christopher. I must agree with you on that. That was quite a beautiful crack. Orange Wheels 01 commented on the LA Whip Meat video again. I would love to go to a proper whip cracking convention, but we just don't have them in the UK. Great video. And Adam Winrich replied, there is a Western Skills convention in the UK coming up in February, and it includes whip cracking. Look up Pete Gamble for more information. So there you go, Orange Wheels 01. Thanks, Adam. Uh, here's another comment from another Adam. Adam from Whipworks. Thanks for sharing, Nick. I wish I could have made it. This looks like it was an awesome event. Are there talks of one happening next year? Uh, as far as I know, Adam, yes, there are. Um, there, there definitely is, uh, to my knowledge, going to be one every year, uh, unless otherwise mentioned. So, yeah. 
I hope to see you at the next one, man. Your your videos are looking great, by the way. You're, you're a very good video editor. And uh, I, I appreciate the, the humor as well in your videos. They're very fun to watch. Comment from Melvin on the fire pattern video that I made a while back. I am an old man of 70 years, and I get a lot of joy to see your wit making. It does my heart good. Thank you. Melvin, you are very welcome, my friend. It's great to see uh, somebody of your age um, getting into whips and whip making. It's, I, it's, it's very humbling to, to me as a 26-year-old to see somebody who is so much older than me watching my videos and getting something out of them. Usually it's the other way around. Usually, you know, it's it's the, the younger person learning from somebody who's older, but it just, uh, it, it makes me it makes me feel great that you're you're benefiting from my videos and and I'm I'm very very thankful that you're you're reaching out to me and telling me that that they're helping you. So I'm very glad to inspire you Melvin and I'm glad that I can. And thank you so much for watching my friend and there's many more videos on the way. Burger Bandit says can't wait to go there someday on the LA Whitmeat video and I'd love to see you Burger Bandit. Uh this is Nin S commented on the LA Whitmeat video. Haha, <laughs> I love it. Great highlights. Awesome edit, man. Really glad to see a community like this getting something going. Thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate it. And great community is pretty much sums it up. That's what it is. Everybody shows up, and it's a big old whip-cracking family. Healthy MBS commented on the same video. Why is there nothing greater than a single like button? Such an excellent video. Well, thank you. I put a lot of work into this video, and I'm not sure if I've ever been more proud of a of a of a certain or of a single uh, composition that I've done. So, I really enjoyed editing this video and seeing it come together. I spent a lot of 3 a.m. mornings, you know, you know, working till 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Uh, getting this thing together. I probably put about 20 hours into editing this video. So it's it's so it's so refreshing to see all the positive. Uh, positive comments and positive reinforcement from you guys. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Holy Toledo says, very nice on the LA Whitmeat video. Thank you. There we go. I got this little space heater down here. It's a radiant heat. Kind of looks like a fan, but it doesn't have blades. And it glows orange. Looks like the setting sun. It's beautiful. Macabre Society commented on the L.A. Whitmeat video and says, Adam seems like a cool dude. Adam is a very cool dude. Absolutely. Comment from Caliber Whips. Connor says, great summary, Nick. Thank you, Connor. It's good to meet you, bro. Next. Slee Liggity. I like your profile picture. Comment on the original video. Hey, Nick, thanks for the video. I just finished my six-foot whip. Works like a dream, by the way. Good. And wanted to know if you could post the measurements for the handle and inner core of a 10-foot whip. I saw the lengths for the bellies and overlay on your website, but you didn't have the inner core dimensions. Uh, sorry, measurements. Thanks in advance. Keep up the great work. Um, the core, meaning the three-eighths three inch sinker cord uh, runs the entire length of the whip. So basically, the sinker cord is it's six feet long. Or, well, when you're in your instance here for a 10-foot whip, it's going to be like nine feet long. 
basically. And then the last foot will be um, the steel rod. And that's 10 total feet. So it, it runs the whole length of the whip. Comment from Silken Raven on the LA Whip Meet video. Great video, Nick. It was like being there all over again. Thank you. That's what I was trying to capture. I was trying to make it a very personal uh, video experience, viewing experience for you guys. Jam House Studios comment on the LA Whitmeat video. Dude, that so awesome. Wish I could be there. It looks like a ton of fun. It was, and I hope that uh, maybe next year you can come out. There's a comment from Vaughn. The best whipmakers and whipcrackers are all here. Nick Schrader, Paul Nolan, Peter Thorndike, Adam Winrich, Anthony DeLongis, Leo Maxwell, Keanu. It's amazing. <laughs> it's very kind of you, Vaughn. Thank you very much. Hazen commented on the original six-foot bull whip tutorial video and says, I don't have any of the materials for this project, but as soon as I do, I'm going to attempt to do it. This filled in a lot of blanks. Thank you. You're welcome. And check out some of my newer videos, Hazen. I think you'll find them helpful. Comment from Burger Bandit again. Hey, Nick, would you be at all interested in seeing some of the many whips I've made? I've learned a lot from your tutorials and literally started from your how to make a paracord bull whip. I think I just said bull whip with a V, bull whip. Never done that before. Uh, how to make a paracord bull whip video, and I'm thinking of starting a business. If so, please let me know, and I can send you my Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Send me some friend requests, and I will answer them, or you can just email me uh, the videos, and I'm going to check them out. Videos and pictures, that is. Uh, Kastlev commented on my current nylon bull whip making video. Have you ever tried a themed whip like the ones from Castlevania? Or even if, uh, if that could be done, I don't even think it could be done. I watched the gold and blue whip video. Looked cool. I've actually never seen Castlevania. Uh, but oftentimes people are, are wanting whips that are used, uh, that are in comics, that are in movies and what have you so it's something that i could look into for sure jason says wow that's an insane butt nice <laughs> talking about my nine foot 12 plat bullwhip with a concrete handle that's like one of my first videos i ever made i just had this i don't know what you would call it just misconception obviously is an understatement but i had this idea that a whip needs to have a really heavy handle so I literally took a copper pipe it was like a quarter or it was like an inch one and a quarter inch copper pipe a foot long filled it with concrete I still have that whip it's actually sitting over there in the corner ugly old thing and it just weighs a ton but it sure cracked good and uh yeah I that was it it, it was it does have quite an insane uh butt as it were and the, the Turk said not is absolutely garbage. <laughs> I hope that you didn't only watch that video, Jason. I uh, feel like I have improved a little bit at making whips. So thanks for the comment. Uh, IO says, thanks for the, or, uh, finally a Deadpool bull whip on the alternating pattern. Um, I guess it does kind of look like, like Deadpool. The yeah, the red and the black are Deadpool's colors. Never thought about it that way. Comment from Chris on my micro pocket 
16 plat kangaroo hide snake whip. Man, hurry up and get it and get to it already. Too much talk, talk, talky, talky talk. Eh, what you gonna do, you know? Thanks, man. Graham, Graham A. Patterson commented on the How to Make a Bullwhip original video. 1.5 million views. Damn, you know how good this tutorial is now. Thank you. I, I'm blown away by the number of views. I really am. And I'm so thankful for, for everyone watching that video. So thank you for your comment, Grame. Comment from Samuel on my current snake whip video. I use a fork to pull down the BBs and even repack them to save as much space as possible. Wow, somebody else does the same thing. Interesting. It's always neat to see two minds thinking alike in the comment section. You guys are both very innovative. I've also gone over to 750 paracord in the core to make it easier for the BBs to go down. Good idea. Six, 750 is a little little bigger diameter, I would imagine, than, than 650, obviously. So, excellent. Hey, could you send a link to the BBs you used, please? Looking forward to try and make a whip. They are 4.5 millimeter steel BBs plated in zinc. They're pretty easy to find. Oh, I already uh, actually posted a link for you. That was a comment from uh, Lekirik on the original six-foot bullwhip video. Laszlo commented on the new snake whip video. Really nice content, sir. I am starting to think that I try to make one for myself. Is there a place where I can find a list of supplies and where you get them from? Um, yes. You can actually watch some of my earlier videos, Laszlo, and I go through a list of materials that you're going to need. Uh, actually, go to my How to Make a Snake Whip, the original How to Make a Snake Whip video, and in that video... I list all of the tools that you will need, and they are very close to the tools, uh, if not exactly the same tools that you will need um, in the new video. So check out the original one. Micah comments on the original Snake Whip video and says, LOL, I wonder how much paracord he has gone through. Micah, I've gone through miles of parachute cord. I'm probably at, oh man, let's see. I'm just going to estimate right now. I'm going to say 10 miles in my life of, of whip making, at least 10 miles of parachute cord, possibly more. I'm sure there's a formula that I could use to figure out the, uh, the, the very close number to how much I've used. Uh, Tommy, on my two-strand spiral method, the gold and blue video, thanks, always great videos. Thanks, Tommy. Omar commented on the same video. How much do you sell your whips for? Omar, you can head over to nickswhipshop.com and there is a list of prices and options for you. A comment from Aaron on my current bullwhip making method. What size whip for a 14 to 15 year old? Six or eight feet? Uh, there really isn't an age. Um, the only benefit to having a shorter whip if you're 14 or 15 would be um, if you're younger and you're not as strong as an adult, perhaps a shorter whip would be easier. Um, an eight foot whip is a little bit long. And if you're shorter, 
sometimes it's hard to keep the whip off the ground so it really all depends on your your size uh, and your strength Aaron uh, don't let anybody tell you that oh you're 14 or 15 you can't you can't use an eight-foot whip that's just rubbish that's that's just not true at all um, you could use a six-foot whip or an eight-foot whip a six-foot whip might be a little bit easier for you to learn on but that's just the nature of, of whips generally a six-foot whip is easier to crack than an eight-foot whip so it doesn't really matter it's all up to you I have to throw this thing into the corner. I've been playing with it. It's a little bottle cap. There we go. I won't be picking that up again. You ever do that? You're sitting down, you're having a conversation with somebody at a table, and you just keep playing with something like a stupid pen cap or something, and you just keep messing with it, and then you set it aside. You're like, I'm done screwing around with that. Five minutes later, it's in your hand again. You're playing with it, folding it, and then you just got to like throw it across the room just to get it out of your, your sight and out of your reach so you quit messing with it. That's what just happened to me. Hey, Tipper. Hey, come here, Tip. It's Tipper. I got my Siamese cat, my daughter here with me, sitting on my lap. How you doing? She's very cold. Her paws are cold. There we go. Feel that heater. She feels that warmth. She's happy. Hey, Tipper. Breeze art commented on my current snake whip method and said I've been trying to make a whip with a wooden handle and was trying to use your videos as a reference but what I've been doing is trying to turn a bull whip into a cow whip by accident but I didn't know that at the time till I found Rhett Kelly which showed me a true cow whip so I've been taking your tutorials uh, tutorials the plating and pattern parts and his keeper whip start uh, version of my Ron Ed Edwards book. And I made my own whip. It cracks loud and has no kinks, but it's not stiff. Um, yeah, I mean, not, not all whips are made to be, to have a really stiff transition. I mean, take a stock whip, for example. It's just like a floppy, very floppy joint there. And all the leverage is acquired uh, from the handle uh, combined with the motion of your arm. So, hey, if it cracks, that's okay. Uh, let's see. Jochim B commented on the current snake whip method. Could you put the strand length in, in the description? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna do that as soon as this is done. I'm actually gonna make a note of that right now. Strand lengths in description. Snake whip video 2018. Okay. <coughs> Veronica commented on my an older video, a chrome tanned five foot six inch bullwhip, kind of an Indiana Jones style bullwhip. I think it had an eight inch or even a six inch handle. Hey, my true name is Mark Gerard D. Cave from Philippines. How can I view your shop and check if how much that whip is? Well, I'm sorry, Veronica, or uh, excuse me, Mark. I'm sorry, Mark, but that whip is actually sold. Uh, it was sold a long time ago, but if you go to 
nixwhipshop.com, um, you can order a custom whip there. A comment from Lorne on the current method for making a bullwhip. Nylon bullwhip 16 plat. So far, I had only made one whip this way. I made seven whips the old way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you decided to try the new method, Lorne. Thanks for watching. Another comment from Jouchum. Nice video. Thanks, Nick. You are welcome. That's on the current snake whip tutorial. The Commando Crew commented on my original six-foot bullwhip tutorial and says, Can't you do a normal plat instead of a diamond plat for the overlay? Sir? I was going to say certainly and sure at the same time it came out. Sir? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah, there is no benefit whatsoever to doing a diamond plat on the handle than cosmetic. That's the only thing that that does. It looks nice. It looks pretty. You can do a herringbone from the start to finish, and the whip will not function any differently. Diamond plat is strictly for cosmetic purposes. Hunter asks, uh, on my current snake whip making method for 2018, Nick, are you an atheist? No, I'm not an atheist. I grew up Christian. Um, I would still consider myself a Christian, although, you know, lately I've been having a lot of different approaches to my, my beliefs. I'm almost 100% certain uh, that there's a God uh, by just looking around. Um, but lately I've been having... I guess you could say some deistic, uh, Unitarian tendencies uh, amongst my beliefs. The biggest problem with, with atheism, for me personally, uh, and not to criticize any atheists by, by any means, but I have a huge problem with the belief that nothing came from, or that something came from nothing. That's just something that I've never been able to accept. And without getting too much into a a uh, theological d uh, debate or discussion here. Um, no, I'm not an atheist. I, I'm absolutely a theist, Hunter. I've never been asked that question before. But Here's a comment from Ith Puff on my current Snake Whip 2018 video. Hey, Nick, what is the longest whip you can make? Well, um, if I dedicate my whole life to it, I could probably make a whip that is a mile long. But I'd have to start right now and stop when I'm 95 years old. No, I'm, I'm not meaning to be sarcastic, lip, lip puff. Um, but, you know, there really isn't a limit to how long of a whip you can make, but there is a limit to how long of a whip you can make that actually cracks. <coughs> the longest whip I've ever made is about 15 feet. And that was enough for me, let me tell you. That took a long time to make. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a question from Debbie, or a uh, comment from Debbie on the current snake whip making method. Hey Nick, uh, just found your tutorials. My son and I are going to try making a whip, of course, with your instruction. I'm not sure where to start. I've watched a number of your videos and just wish uh, your face was in the videos. LOL. My hubby has a 12-foot bull whip, so hopefully he will teach us how to crack that. Um... Well, Debbie, if you're not sure where to start, um, 
I would I would go. I would use my methods uh, in my current nylon bull whip making video. Um, get the materials in that video. Build one of those whips. Sure, uh, as previously discussed a, a few minutes ago on this podcast, things have changed a little bit, no doubt. But if you follow the instructions in that video, you're going to come out with a nice whip that's binded at the transition with artificial sinew, so it's nice and springy. And you're going to come out with a whip that cracks very well. Now, when you crack your husband's 12-foot whip, um, that's going to be a lot different. You're not going to be able to do all the cracks that you could do with a shorter whip. You're going to be able to do something called an overhand flick. It's basically where you take the whip, you trail the whip behind you as you hold your arm up as if you would, uh, if you were holding up a sword and charging in battle. That's the best way I can describe it. You run and then you stop dead in your tracks and you use all of that inertia and momentum that you build built up by running. Now you're stopping. That whip wants to keep going. You have all this momentum. You're going to thrust that right or left or hand forward or arm forward, whatever dominant hand you have. And you're just going to fling that whip and the whole thing is going to unravel. A nice loop will form. And if it's a good whip, it'll crack. Let me know how that goes. I'd be interested to know. Master Swordsman commented on my original six-foot bullwhip tutorial. Can I pay you to make one of those for me? Well, absolutely you can. Or absolutely I can. I'm getting tired, sorry. Yes, Master Swordsman, and you'll be getting something a little bit better than what you saw me construct in that video because that was a few years ago and my methods have definitely uh, changed and definitely improved. So check out nickswhipshop.com. You can order your very own custom-made bullwhip or snake whip. Tom plays everything. I wish I could play everything. I play guitar and mandolin, a tiny bit of drums, but that's about it. Uh, comment on the current Snake Whip video is where Tom plays everything. Comment. He said, I hated King of Random's video. I have been making whips for three years and have been a fan of you for about a year. And when I saw his video, it hurt me so bad to watch he did not even have a belly, just wrapped in tape. Um, Spencer commented on your comment and says, at least he did not use electrical tape. <laughs> Another strike against electrical tape. You can't get away from it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was an instant whip, and the credit really goes to Adam Winrich because he's the one that, that made that design. And it's something that you can just make on the spot and something that cracks. So, I mean, you can't really, you can't really look at it and say, whoa, that this whip sucks. The quality's terrible. It's just kind of the nature of that type of whip. You know, it's something you, you make and something that actually cracks. And it's pretty impressive that you can whip something up in that short amount of time and have it break the speed of sound. So a comment from Angel on my original six foot bull whip video. His channel name should be John Snow Tutorials or Egon the Tutor. I know who John Snow is, but I don't know who Egon the Tutor is. Is he another Game of Thrones character? I've only seen about three or four uh, Game of Thrones episodes. So um, I have gotten the John Snow um, comments many times, especially when my hair was longer, Angel. So I appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. Another comment from Gilvision. What is the diameter of the 550 paracord that you use? 
it, it is, I think it's about six millimeters when flattened, something like that. Maybe five, five and a half, six millimeters. I couldn't tell you exactly kill vision, but fifth, 550 military grade parachute cord is, is what I use. And it's pretty consistent in width. There's a comment from Lexi on my current snake whip making method for 2018. Let's see. If you get a new hot glue gun, I believe you can get a sponge type thing to keep the tip clean. If you wipe it immediately after use, which helps it apply clean. But I may be full of myself, so I'm not saying doing it. I'm saying... Looking into it may be beneficial. Thank you, Lexi. I appreciate it. I definitely don't consider that being full of yourself, that you're willing to take the time to comment and help me. I appreciate that. I think they make something similar for soldering irons, a sponge soaked in water to, to dip that in to get the excess um, um, molten metal off of the tip. Also, I wanted to ask what would happen if you cut the sinew after going down and instead of going back up, went down again, but in the other direction. Don't worry, my question comes from curiosity, not from me thinking of. Um, it probably wouldn't make a huge difference, to be honest, Lexi. Oh, and as someone who studied photography for some time, what you're saying about mirrors and lenses isn't 100% true, or rather the way it's worded isn't, since most DSLRs, used for video stuff doesn't use the mirror to reflect into the sensor. The mirror is only for viewfinding and then flips up during use. However, mirrorless cameras are arguably better anyways because if taking normal photos, then you don't have to wait for the mirror to flip up for the shot, which doesn't normally take that long, but it's still time to consider. When it comes to low-light filming photography, the quality of sensor plays a huge amount, uh, and that is something that has been pushed further and further as years go on. Oh, and before I forget, if you were talking about something else, I misunderstood you. My apologies, but based on how you worded it, I couldn't help but speak up. I was mistaken. I, I At the time, I guess I did think that during video... Uh, the mirror still was reflecting uh, the light into the image sensor. So you know more than I do. So thank you for that little uh, that little comment. I appreciate it. I just learned something new. Thanks for watching. Psycho ate everything. <clears throat> Starting to lose my voice a little bit, man. I'm not used to <clears throat> not used to talking this much. <clears throat> Psycho ate everything. Commented on my how to make a six-foot bullwhip tutorial original. Subscribe just for this tutorial. I'm a heavy procrastinator, but a creator slash maker at heart. So I'm definitely going to put everything else to the side for this. Cheers for this tutorial, mate. You are welcome. Um, hey, it's okay to be a procrastinator. You know, we all are going to unite tomorrow. Or eh, well, just maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. Aaron Douglas, a nice 
F22 on your thumbnail image. I like it. Commenting on my 2018 snake whip video. I had a heck of a time with BBs in 550. I'll need to try the 650 next time. I recommend it, Aaron. Also, Nick, glad to see you using the zinc-plated BBs. I prefer them over the copper-coated ones. They don't rust as easily. Very good point. Thanks for the comment, Aaron. Comment from David on my new whips for sale. This is an old video where I spread a bunch of whips out on a, a little uh, wicker chest, and I uh, rattled, rattled them off one after another and talked about them being for sale on my eBay store, which I hardly ever sell whips on anymore. And David said, nice looking whips. It would be nice if you included your prices. Well, if I ever make another video like that, I will, David. Thanks for watching. Comment from Jonathan on my new 2018 snake whip video. Hey, Nick, I've been reading about English eyes for fall hitches and watched a few videos on them. What are your feelings towards English eyes? <clears throat> That's a good question, Jonathan. It really is. I think English eyes are... They're impressive. Um, I don't know how to do one. They work great, but the one thing that I... The reason that I wouldn't use them personally is because it's kind of a bulky end. It's kind of a large diameter diameter to be finishing your whip in. So a fall is attached to an English eye. And an English eye, if you, if you look at them, they're pretty wide. They're kind of bulky. I mean, even if you're using, um, you know, four strands at the end going into the English eye, it's kind of a lot of mass, or, or it appears to be at the end of a whip. I've never actually cracked a whip with an English eye. Um, so, of course, don't let that, what I just said, stop you from making one. They look great. I'm sure they work great too, but uh, I don't have a lot of familiarity with them. I've never never made one, Jonathan. I don't even know how. Um, so I've got nothing against them. I just think that there are better ways to end a whip, maybe. Uh, but, you know, maybe I'll try one sometime. I've got nothing against them. <coughs> uh, Marina commented on my new snake whip video. Is waxing the whip essential to its structure? Uh, no, it is absolutely not. Uh, but it does help. It helps the whip shed water like a duck. And it also gives the whip a little bit of weight and naturally tightens up the strands. But it isn't essential. And Braden commented on your comment, Marina, and said, no, it's just to make it waterproof. That's a good point. It does make it waterproof, but it makes it a little bit heavier and tightens up those strands. It makes it less likely to come apart. Another uh, comment from Sarah. Thank you for this. I'm about to make a snake whip for my first time, and it will be best for me to know your current method. You're welcome, Sarah. Thank you for watching. That's on my new snake whip video. Dr. Jones503 commented on the same video and says, Awesome video, Nick. This adds to my my knowledge of whips. Thank you. Your tutorials have helped me create my new whips in my own little business. So thank you. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to more videos. It's cold here in Connecticut. To your, uh, So you're not alone. That's very kind of you, Dr. Jones. I'm very glad that um, the videos were able to inspire you to the the fact that you're making making money with whips. That's awesome. More videos to come. And I'm sick of winter. 
I don't know how you feel about it being cold, but I get the impression that you don't really like it either. Rigel commented on the same video. How come you don't wax the cracker? Uh, if you wax the cracker, all of the threads, the tassels, the threads and the tassel kind of fuse together and it's not as effective. When you crack the whip, they do spread apart, but it's just kind of, it's just kind of counterintuitive to to wax the cracker because you want those tassels to each individually be flowing freely. It just helps the physics of the shockwave. Um, thank you, Rigo, for that comment. That's a good question. <clears throat> Waxen Prime commented on the 2018 Snake Whip Method. Great video, Nick. So something funny happened. I finished a whip order for a friend, and I had to wax it. Although the freezing temperatures must have short-circuited my roaster, so I had to cook my wax in the oven. <laughs> it actually worked pretty well. Keep up the good work, bro. Thanks, Waxen. Um, I can't help but notice uh, your name, Waxen. When you're talking about Waxen Whip, I think that's pretty awesome. Had to point that out. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, if it works, go for it, man. Not a bad idea comment from Colin on my building a matched set of bullwhips video where do you get your paracord um I get my parachute cord from eBay and I need to stop <laughs> because I think there are better places to get it I think it's good to establish a consistent supplier that you buy your parachute cord from and just become a regular customer so yeah that's my thoughts on that Black Arts commented on my new Snake Whip video. Awesome to see how far you've come. Great work as usual. Thank you, Black Arts. More videos to come. Another comment from Colin on the same video, the new Snake Whip. If you have changed anything to make bull whips, you should make another video about your current method. And that's suggestion number four just on this podcast to make that new video. So I will make it, Colin. Make one every year. Opie Grande commented on the new Snake Whip video. <clears throat> hey, Nick, thanks for the videos. There's some of the best online. Thank you. I've made two 6-foot 16-plat bullwhips off your vids, but I have one problem. They both came up short of 6 feet by about 10 inches. Can you please help and tell me where I'm going wrong? I've pulled tight and have hardly any gaps. I would like to try an eight foot whip, but I would like to fix this problem first. Please help. Um, let's see. Yeah, that you know what that could be due to is the brand of paracord, OP Grande. Unfortunately, some brands um, are thinner, even though they claim to be uh, supplying you with a 550 parachute cord. Some of those brands, uh, the diameter is much thinner and you will run out quicker even if there are no spaces. So I would say make sure that you are receiving 550 Type 3 military grade parachute cord. Nothing less because the diameter will be too small if you're going off of the measurements that I, that I, uh, that I list on my website. 
It could also be due to the amount of binding. If you're binding too much, it's going to increase the diameter of the underlying belly. Therefore, you will need more surface area to cover it sufficiently. And you will cover it, but you will run short. That's the sacrifice. If you're covering all that surface area, you're going to be losing length. So I would uh, check, make sure that you're getting military grade type 3550 parachute cord and that you're not overly binding. And if you're pulling tight, uh, you should be good. So I'd just check what kind of paracord you're working with. And here's a, um, a suggestion from Thomas's Whip Shop. Mm, that's a suggestion to you, OP Grande. And Thomas says, make your three longest strands a couple of feet, two to three feet longer. The reason they are coming up short is due to the larger diameter of the underbellies. Yeah, that's basically what I. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good that's a kind of a fail-safe thing to do too. It's just increase the length of your longest strands. Another comment: um, the Bob Ross of whip making from David Rugg. <laughs> Thanks, David. It's on the new snake whip video. I appreciate it. Zodiac floors. Hey Nick, great vid as always. Love the update. Just curious though, have you ever used or considered using the tapered twist style with a snake whip? I did just to see and gotta say, I'm really digging how it cracks. Anyways, hopefully I'll get a chance to make the LA whip meet. You're an excellent teacher and whip maker. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Zodiac Floors. That was a comment on the new snake whip video. I appreciate it, my friend. Uh, yes, I have thought about doing that and it being a smaller whip, as most snake whips are in the three foot range is where um, the length that most of my customers purchase them. It would be ideal because a lighter whip um, is going to have more wind resistance uh, affecting it. So it would be an ideal uh, add a tapered twist to a snake whip. And it's something I'm going to try in the near future Zodiac floors. Thank you. Apocalypse Zero comment on the new snake whip video hey man been a while happy new year and merry christmas just so you know i've been cutting the cores six inch on average shorter then plating over no core for the last strands really nice taper check it out here good idea i will check that out a comment from adam n on the new snake whip video in cutting your core you say 12 inches plus 3 inches for shrinkage and then add one inch however you say you then say it's 14 inches total yeah, I made a little mistake there. What you gonna do? Sorry. Josie uh, commented on the new snake whip video and says, "Thanks, Nick. What wax do you take? Do you like? Um, I like paraffin wax. It's called Golf. It's a Golf brand. It's a white box with orange lettering. It says Golf, and you can get it on Walmart.com." or just walk into a Walmart and find it in the jello section. And you would think that you would find paraffin wax in the canning section, and it's not there. I went to Walmart once, walked into Walmart, couldn't find it in the canning section, pulled it up on my phone for the Valparaiso, Indiana Walmart, found a lady and said, excuse me, ma'am, can you help me find this? It says here on the website uh, that you have it in stock. And she looks at it and she goes, oh, nope, sorry, we don't have it. And I'm like it says right on the website for Valpo, Valparaiso, Indiana, that you have it here. 
So I went and asked somebody else, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's in the Jello section. I went and I found it. So don't let them tell you that they don't have it. They do. Paraffin golf wax, Josie. Works good. Comment from Jonathan on the new Snake Whip video. I was wondering if I could use those little tea candles to wax the whips, or should I not? Your videos are amazing. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I've never tried that type of wax. I would imagine that you could because those tiny little candles that you're talking about, they don't have any scent agent in them. And the scent agent is something that I would imagine could run the possibility of flaking off of the whip. So it's good to have a good, pure, odorless wax. And it might just be paraffin wax in those little candles. I wouldn't be surprised. So nothing wrong with trying it. Give it a shot. Thanks for the comment, Jonathan. Another comment from Eric on the new Snake Whip video. As usual, perfect video. Thanks. That's very kind of you. Thanks, Eric. It's a comment from my friend Justin of JJ Hall's Whips. Great updated video, Nick. Thank you, Justin. <coughs> a comment from Andrew on the new Snake Whip video. Glad to know that this tutorial is out now. A lot of guys, including me, have been requesting you for this tutorial. Thank you so much, Nick, for your time. You are welcome, Andrew. When I see a lot of people asking for a video, I like to make it happen because I know that it's going to be helpful. Another comment from Aaron on the new Snake Whip video. Wow, excellent videographer, Nick. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I greatly enjoy filming and editing video. It's one of the things that I love to do. I find it very satisfying. Dark96744 commented on the new Snake Whip video and says, I'm wondering if waxed, unflavored dental floss would work instead of artificial sinew. Um, all the floss that I've used is actually pretty thin, and it seems that it would be quite slippery. I can't imagine it working very well. But, as I've stated many times previously in other um, podcasts, episodes, try it. If I'm sitting here saying, I've never tried it, but I don't think it's going to work, I've never tried it. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. Try it. Just because I say I don't think it's going to work doesn't mean it won't. Give it a shot. Michael commented on the new Snake Whip video. Hi, Nick. What type of wax are you using? And Anj answered you, Michael, and says, paraffin wax, I do believe. And you are correct. Paraffin. Comment from Bill in the new Snake Whip video. <coughs> Hi, Nick. Awesome video. Is there any chance of you making a tutorial on stock whips? And if not, do you know of any other people who have done tutorials on it? Thanks, Sam. Uh, yes, Sam. My friend Justin Hall of J.J. Hall's Whips, who I just uh, read one of his comments, my friend from Arizona, has a video on how to make a nylon stock whip. So please check out his video. He has a series on that. Oh, look at that. Thomas Whipshop uh, replied to you, Sam, and says, J.J. Hall's Whips for stock whip tutorials. Very nice. Thanks for helping each other out. Here's a comment from Sunshine in the new Snake Whip video. The new Snake Whip video has been very popular. And I'm very glad. That tells me it has a little over 6,000 views. 
and I uploaded it about a month ago and that tells me that it was a very needed tutorial. Sunshine commented on it and said, what's funny is on each video, uh, when you build a whip, you always repeat nice and tight. I do. And it's just one of those things where I guess it's a, it's a security in your product kind of, kind of thing. Like you, you want it to be secure. So anything that's loose, any strand that's loose is just, it's always just kind of makes you go, something's not right. So I like to emphasize like, yes, nice and tight, nice and secure. I don't know. It's just something I do. Comment from Dave on the new Snakewood video. Are the lengths of the strands at 55 seconds uh, supposed to be in inches? <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, we just talked about that. I made a big mistake. What's worse than a mistake in a video in the middle of a video? A mistake in the first 55 seconds of a video, right? Comment from David on the new Snake Whip video. Thanks for always keeping us posted on your current methods. Great looking Snake Whip. Thank you so much, David. Comment from Hair on the new Bull Whip, uh, Snake Whip video. Love the video. Thank you, Hair. Where can I find the length on a six foot Bull Whip? And you can find those lengths at nickswhipshop.com, as stated by Vaughn below as a reply to you, Greg. Another comment from Genesis Gaming. Hey, Nick, I was watching your How to Make a Paracord Bullwhip video, and I was wondering how long would the different strands need to be to make a 10-foot whip, and you can find those lengths on my website. And I am going to take a break. I will be back. It's a comment from Colin. It's satisfying to watch frayed paracord being burnt. It is, isn't it? It's a good reassuring feeling. Derek commented on the creases and kinks video. LOL, a haircut. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm done with long hair, actually. We'll see about that. Uh, Hyro commented on podcast number six with Blake. Great podcast, guys. Thank you, Hyro. I had a good time. I think Blake did, too. Comment from Aaron, parkour. I love parkour. Used to do it. Love these products, man. Or podcasts, man. Thanks for making them. You are welcome, Aaron. I will keep keep the podcasts up and keep on doing parkour, my brother. Man, I used to go to open gyms with my friends from high school. And we'd, we'd show up. We'd pay the seven bucks for like three hours and we'd be in this little place called Horizon Gymnastics. And we'd set up all this stuff and do flips and, and what have you. And there'd be all these, these little girls practicing like either 
cheerleading or just gymnastics in general. They'd be doing their their back handsprings and stuff. And then here's a bunch of these random guys coming in, setting up all this stuff, jumping over it. So all these little kids and their coaches would just be kind of watching us like, who the heck are you guys? Like, what are you doing? And it was just, it was just one of the funniest times, you know, we're like doing parkour, you know, we thought we were kind of cool, you know, you know how it is in high school. That's good, good, good memories, Aaron. You just made me, uh, relive my, uh, my high school and middle school days. Josie, another comment on the tapered twist video. Dear Nick, I admire your work. Keep it up. That's very kind of you. Thank you. I have a quick question. Somewhere in a video, I thought you have said something of self-wax making. What link was that? I can't find it anymore. Uh, Many thanks. Self-wax making. I think what you're talking about, Josie, is waxing nylon thread. That's the only time I ever talked about waxing something other than a whip. And that was in my video... um, about binding bellies with the wax or with the thread, the nylon thread, which I don't even use anymore. But that was the video if you're interested. Sarah, uh, where do people buy your whips? Uh, nickswhipshop.com. Another comment from Sarah. How many plated bellies? Two plated bellies on these snake whips. By the way, Nick, if you see this comment, then please tell me can I make a snake whip by following the instructions of this video, but using the measurements of the materials on your bullwhip video? Yes, you definitely can. <clears throat> a snake whip is essentially a bullwhip without a rigid, or it is, it's not essentially, it is a bullwhip without a rigid handle. So yes, you can. And I actually, earlier in this podcast, I suggested to someone that they do that very uh, thing. Okay. You should Google Translate those for those non-English comments. Just enter Translate as you search as your search term. Copy the comment into the box on the screen. Should be pretty easy. That's a good idea, Brian. I actually haven't had any any of those uh, in this podcast, but next time I will. If I maybe there's there's still time. It could it could happen. The comment from Josie on the Taper Twist video. Are all the strands without core so flat that core is the overlays? Um, let's see. Are all the strings without core? Oh, yes, yes. All of the. I think what you're asking is, are all of the strands of parachute cord gutted? Do you pull those core, the strands out? And yes, you do. And then Ethan, I appreciate you helping out Josie here and saying, yes, if you made the core, if you mean the core and inner layers from the ungutted cord, it would make the overlay lumpy. Yes. I think we're both on the same page there, Ethan. And I think hopefully Josie, that helps you. Another comment from Sarah on the how to make a snake whip video. I like how you explain everything. You make this video so easy to understand that you say the quality of the education which you share is amazing. Thank you so much. That is my goal, to take it slow. Comment from Gene on my original 
video. Take some of your YouTube loot and buy some scissors. <laughs> Demonetization is killing me, Gene. I can't afford a pair of scissors. Are you kidding me, bro? No, I'm just kidding. I actually just bought a new pair of scissors a couple weeks ago, and they are so nice, even though they're a $5 pair from Walmart. Just goes to show how bad my old scissors were, I guess. Comment from Vector Studios on the original Six Foot Bullwhip video. Very good, but just for accuracy, those are not BBs. They look like OO Buckshot, which are two times the size of BBs. No, sir, Vector Studios, those are indeed BBs. Christopher commented on the original Bullwhip video. Thank you for the tutorial. I'm about to attempt this design for a custom prop, but I'm needing the whip to be about 10 feet long once finished. Any size adjustments you might recommend? Yes, you can head over to my website, nickswhipshop.com, and click on the strand lengths page where you can find the strand lengths needed for a 10-foot bullwhip. There's a comment from Ted on the original video as well, six-foot bullwhip tutorial. I have made and used many, many tutorial videos, and this one is one of the best I've seen now to make my own whip. That's very kind of you, Ted. Thank you. You made this very simple to do and explained every step to perfection. Well done. Or as we said in the Navy, Bravo Zulu, sir. Thank you. By the way, I love the planes. I've been flying RC for over 40 years. Oh, nice, man. A fellow RC pilot. I haven't flown my RC planes in a while. I need to get out there. I actually... um being in the midwest now in northwest indiana uh, a lot of the small lakes are frozen and i figured you know heck i could go out there and stand on the docks and just take off and land from the frozen lakes given that there isn't any snow on the lakes but that's often hard to find a time of the year where there's no snow or patchiness on the, on the lake to where it's smooth but thanks for watching ted keep on flying man appreciate the comment X Blood Dude X commented on a video, eight foot eighteen plat custom bullwhip video, I think for Dakota that was, and said, "Can I use soy wax on a nylon whip?" I have no idea. I didn't even know that soy wax was a thing, to be honest with you. But I'm sure you could give it a shot. Oh man, this is a long one, guys. If you're still listening, thanks. Comment from Mike, original six-foot bullwhip tutorial. Great video, Nick. If you were to make one without having to explain as you go along, how long does each whip take to make? Great question, Mike. I average about seven hours on a six-foot bullwhip. When I first started making whips, I was reckless with my fingers and actually damaged my fingers. But thankfully, I caught myself in time. And I dodged inevitable repetitive strain injury. And we'll talk about that in a video soon. But yeah, seven hours for a six-foot whip is, the, is about the average. <clears throat> Rob says, you have quite, quite the skill there. I never really knew very well how to do a four-plat. And I noticed your profile bracelet. You have a new subscriber. Thank you, Bob. Or Rob, sorry. I appreciate it. Before an gaming show, <clears throat> current nylon bullwhip making tutorial. Hi, man. What is the name of the material you used at 1340? I just have problems with English and do not understand rapid conversation. Let me find that for you. Let's see. 1340. 
Okay, that is called floor mat tape. It's double stick tape, and you can find it on floormats.com. I hope that helps you. A comment from Peter on podcast number five video. <clears throat> hey, Nick, love the videos, mate. Been watching all over the last few days. I think the whip making style would be similar to some traditional Russian Cossack whips. Could you please make a video on constructing one of these? Many thanks. Uh, in the past, I've, I've gotten a few uh, requests to make videos on Russian Cossack whips. And I never got around to doing it, but maybe I will. Jimmy commented on the tapered twist video. Hey, Nick, I'm making a three-foot snake whip. I don't want to use electrical tape to secure the strands left to make the taper. I don't have access to artificial sinew. <coughs> would the inner strands from the paracord work? Yeah, it would. It definitely would. Um, yeah, if you have nothing else, it, it, it would work. Certainly would. And then Ethan replied to your comment, Jimmy, and said, yes, the paracord guts would do the job, but I would recommend bonded nylon thread. It is just as strong, but much smaller, or just some tough thread that you might have. Even kite string works too, Jimmy, if you have some, or can find some if you have access to that. Darlene commented on the current bullwhip making method. So when you pull tight, quote-unquote, on the plating, do you pull the strands until they are snug, or do you put the beans to them? Uh, I, I put the beans to them. That's an inside joke. This is a thing that my dad used to say when he would tighten things. Like we, we'd be working, he'd be working on the car or something, and be, he'd be like tightening something. He'd be like, put the beans to it, you know. I, I don't, I don't know where that came from, but something he used to say, and I, I just figured it was a a well known uh, phrase and dropped it in one of my videos, and then everybody's saying, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Julian comment commented on the original bullwhip video and said i've been cranking these out for christmas gifts great tutorial awesome i'm glad it was helpful julian more videos to come colin asks do i have to use bb's no you don't absolutely do not have to use bb's colin but it does help the whip to crack but you don't have to A uh, comment from Dark Ops 2 on a video. Kangaroo, it's an old video, guys. Kangaroo hide bullwhip. It's me standing outside in the dark with a harsh incandescent 300-watt light bulb lighting up my face like a sand dune in the summer sun. And, yeah. I really want to buy a four plat five foot five shot loaded paracord bullwhip. I was thinking around a hundred fifty bucks. Four plat. You can't really do a four plat bullwhip, or you absolutely can't do it because the strands are already predetermined. The width of the strands are predetermined. Uh, you have to build the bellies beneath to a certain width 
you can't go less than 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 12 really or else the whip would be really thin so that won't really work out dark ops dark ops 2 a month ago comments commented and said sell more whips i would love to sell more whips and you can order whips at nickswhipshop.com and yeah i actually sent you my in the comments i sent you my website i said nickswhipshop.com dark ops 2 and you asked how shall i contact you um all my contact info is on nickswhipshop.com brother A comment on an old nylon bullwhip video <clears throat> standing outside, again, when I obviously didn't care about production value. <laughs> um, Delta commented and said, H-H-N. Hmm. Well, hmm yourself, Delta. Uh, Made of Magic commented on the original six-foot video and said, I was wondering if you need to use 550 paracord or can you use a different kind of paracord, cheaper kind? Also, can you use some sort of other thin nylon string for the bindings? Yes, you can use nylon kite string for the binding. Um, cheaper paracord? Yeah, you can. You can. Cheaper paracord is going to be a thinner diameter, though, so if you're going to use cheap stuff... Uh, I would add two feet to every strand so you're not running short. Made of magic. Here is a comment from Ethan on my taper twist video. Hey Nick, at the beginning of the TT, at the beginning of the taper twist, if you take and stick one of the two strands from uh, one inside the other, just like making a fall, you make it impossible. impossible, impossible. Uh oh. No, oh no! That was ridiculous. Hello, test, test, test. <laughs> that scared me. Okay. We just had an anomaly, apparently. I think my computer decided to uh, turn off its brain there for a minute. <laughs> okay. There we go. We're still recording somehow. I have no idea what just happened. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny. I'm just, I'm laughing. This is what I'm laughing about. I'm laughing about imagining watching your guys' faces, listening to this podcast, and you have a serious look on your face. Like, I'm curious to know, what is he going to say? And then all this crazy nonsense happens. Moving on from that anomaly, that disaster. At the beginning of the, trans the, the taper twist, if you take and stick one of the two strands from one inside the other, just like making a fall, you make it impossible for the taper twist to come apart. It's also, or also, have you ever thought of using the taper twist to end bellies? Yes, I have. And that's something that I do now uh, that's new on my bull whips, especially. Which that in and of itself is reason to make a new video on my current nylon bullwhip making method. So yes, Ethan, that is very good advice. And I have done that a couple of times and I love it. Oh, and if you use the taper twist for ending bellies, it is not necessary to pull the strands inside each other as the next layer will hold everything together, though I personally recommend putting the strands inside each other on the overlay. 
Very, very good advice. Thank you so much for that, Ethan. Um, that's that's something that's very valuable. For ending bellies with a tapered twist, it's also very nice because you don't have to bind hardly anything. And as I mentioned earlier in the videos, or in, in I think it was my creases and kinks video about talking about ending the bellies and wrapping very, very loosely, you don't have to worry about that because the tapered twist is something that holds together in and of itself without any binding. So thank you very much, Ethan, for that. That is something that I've been experimenting with. And that's very, um, that's very, very good advice. So thank you for the comment. Here's a comment from CH47EZ, CH47EZ on the alternating pattern video. <coughs> hey, Nick, love the video. I was just wondering how long to make the straight. <laughs> I'm laughing about what happened like a few minutes ago. I was just wondering how long to make the strands for a nine foot whip I'm making. Um, you can find those strand lengths on nickswhipshop.com. Uh, Opie Grande commented on the taper twist video. What? No crack. Damn, Nick. I was looking forward to hearing that lightning. Oh, well, good video as usual. Thank you. Yeah, that's Opie Grande. I actually am a little disappointed that I didn't um, make a video of the whip cracking at the end. It's kind of a tradition that I've done. I think people look forward to that as well. Next time. George commented on the Taper Twist video and says, fantastic. Thank you. A comment from Pyromaniac, 78, 78, 78, 78, 78, 78, 87 Jackson. Comment on podcast number five. That was not a glitch with the recording software. That was me. <laughs> uh, he says, Grant's video helped me find you. That's awesome. Welcome. Hope you stick around. Thomas's Whip Shop commented on the Taper Twist video and says, Great video, Nick. Always helpful to see how other people do things. I'm glad to have helped comment from jj hall's whips my friend justin i've always been curious about how this was made excellent video nick this is about the tapered twist as well nadine on the tapered twist thank you nick for another great video i wondered how uh to do this how to do this end saw the whip on facebook so here is my answer thank you i learned a lot so far thanks so much nadine more videos to come Uh, Mr. 1949.11 comments on the tapered twist video and said, you can do a tapered, you can do a twisted fall and still do a four point tie on which gives you the ability to change the fallout when you need to replace the fall. You just take a 30 inch piece of paracord and fold it in half, hooking center on hock and begin your, your twist tie off when completed. Slip loop over your four strands of the whip and tie on as you normally would do. And Adam Winrich actually has an excellent video on his channel on doing that. So check out his video. Agata uh, commented on the tapered twist video and said, have you tried the English eye end? It took me a couple attempts to wrap my head around it being plated backwards, but I love the ease of changing out falls. I have not tried it yet. I'm going to though. 
Uh, Connor from Caliber Whips on the Tapered Twist video. Thanks, Nick. Your tutorials always put a smile on my face. I think this is literally the first video tutorial on a tapered twist. By the way, I'm not trying to discredit your work, but I think Adam has a video on tying a fall to the two-strand tapered twist. Here's the link. Let me know if it applies. Absolutely, absolutely does apply. And as I just mentioned, head over there and take a look. Another comment on the tapered twist video, Black Sun Flare. Hey, Nick, love the videos. Just wanted to tell you, Johnny from Witchcraft Whips does a tapered cracker. You might find interesting. I don't represent him. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, Johnny's a cool dude, and he's got a lot of great videos, as we discussed earlier. Thank you for mentioning that to me, Black Sun Flare. I haven't done a tapered uh, tapered fall yet. Uh, sorry, tapered cracker yet, but I'm going to try. See how it works. Gonf commented on the tapered twist video and says, "I've just been spending the last few weeks trying to figure out this ending." Impeccable timing. Perfect. Tapered Toast video. Beautiful whip. Nice job. Thank you very much by Titanium Monkey. The Tapered Twist video. <clears throat> tapered Twist video as well by uh, Austin. A comment from Austin. Viewers warned the bullwhip crack can actually make a person deaf. Uh, it can. And a lot of people at the LA Whip Meet were actually using earplugs. Um, my friend Todd Rex who is an unbelievable whip cracker. He's always doing these two-handed whip cracking routines. Every day he's out practicing. He wears earplugs, and he's well aware of that fact, Austin. And uh, he's, he's very smart to do that. It can absolutely cause deafness over time. Daniel commented and said, Viewer warning, this guy is stupid. No, he's not. Uh, whip cracking over time will cause you to go deaf if you're not protecting your ears. Of course, that depends on how much you're cracking the whip but over time just like being a, a, a in a band or a recording session musician if you do not protect your ears over time you will go deaf hmm. Jeffrey commented on these comments and said I want to thank you for helping me and sharing your knowledge and making whips I have made about 20 whips and they're getting better each time good Jeffrey I'm glad to hear that and they will continue to get better keep it up uh, De Pesca and Las uh, Carolinas commented on the creases and kinks video and says, big question, how do you get the measurements like for a six-foot whip? You can find those on nickswhipshop.com, my friend. It's a comment from Mason on my installing a feral video. Just noticed that the 5x4 Turks head you showed us you tying is different than the other one on the same whip as well as the 5x4 you made on the transition not tutorial yet. They are both labeled as 5x4. Uh, I'll have to look at that. Braden commented on the how to make a snake whip video. I can't get the BBs in the paracord. Any suggestions? Uh, yes, get some 650 parachute cord or 750 parachute cord, Braden. Padre1914 on the podcast number five. I subbed the King of Random as well. I found your channel as a result of wanting to uh, make a better whip than he did. I will definitely use your method of whip making. Welcome, Padre1914. Glad to have you, my friend. Sir Teddy the Third, Bob Ross of whip making. Thank you. Should have looked at the other comments, he says. <laughs> I appreciate it. <clears throat> 
comment from Roman. And he, he commented on the making of a 8.5 foot yellow and black bullwhip video. And he says, blue Crocs for the win. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I had a pair of blue Crocs. They're gone now. Uh, a comment from Adam from Whipworks on my target stand video. I dig this video, Nick. Love that you gave a shout out to our pal Caliber Whips. Thank you for watching, Adam. Appreciate it. Elton John 1969 commented on my 8 foot 18 plat custom bullwhip for Dakota video and said great work dude I have a question why is it that in every video I watch that feature nylon whips it sounds like they don't crack very loud are nylon whips capable of cracking with the same intensity and volume of a kangaroo hide whip I mean if you listen to Anthony DeLongas and his kangaroo hide whips when he cracks them they are fairly loud and when he puts more effort into it they are really loud sorry for the long question I just wanted to know. Um, well, it's probably coincidental that you're watching videos that nylon whips uh, don't crack as loud as, or don't seem to crack as loud as, as um, kangaroo hide whips because they are the same volume. Now, kangaroo hide whips tend to flow better than the average nylon whip, meaning that when you roll it out, uh, because of the bolsters, <clears throat> and the springiness effect of that whip, it's going to roll out a little bit easier and crack more easy, uh, more easily and, and crack with less effort than a everyday nylon whip. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, that is that is a fact. Um, make a long story short, a nylon whip can be just as loud as a kangaroo hide whip. Blade Billiards commented on the match set video and said, maybe I'm not understanding, but why use the Dacron lacing tape to bind over the sinew? From what I've seen, the sinew has a 70-pound strength and the Dacron 50 pounds. Why not go twice over with the sinew? It's because the the Dacron is is more grippy, really, and it's it's less... It tends to slide on itself less because it's not oily like the artificial sinew is. So it's it's a little grippier and just holds things in place better. That's what I've found to be true about it. Mason says, great video, Nick. Where do you actually make your whips? Seems like you move around from place to place. Um, I do. Uh, I th The current place where I'm making whips is at my family home. And the lower level of the house is where I have my, my whip shop set up and that's where I work from. Uh, during the summer, I'm, I'm on the road a lot and this is kind of the place where I, I oftentimes will work in the winter. But in the summer, um, I'm out, I'm on the road, I'm in the, in the Great Plains, I'm at parks working. So that's where I'm working, Mason. Uh, Payden commented on my bullwhip tutorial original six foot made my first whip like this but added a turk's head to the end like in your snake whip video my second whip will be a 12 foot bullwhip it, uh, to give as a christmas gift that's awesome good for you payden uh temus commented on my original six foot whip video and says hey nick i just made a whip and your video was amazing or it was an amazing help keep up the good work i'm glad to hear that my friend uh, Kaya says, 
comments on the podcast number five, Whipcast Five video. I actually came here after watching Grant's video, subbed and watching all your videos now, Nick. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Welcome. Talk Rat sixty comments on the original video and says, "Do you have them for sale?" Yes, I do. Nick'sWhipShop.com. You can order your very own custom whip. Andy commented on my keychain whip video. You should do a video on how to make these. Would go well with my first bullwhip when my first bullwhip is done. Yet another cool video. Thanks, Andy. Uh, I'll probably try it. Or not try it, but I'll, I'll make one eventually. Kintatsu commented on the wooden handle video. Well, I don't see the wax damaging the handle polyurethane or, or not. If you were worried about the polyurethane damaging the wax somehow, might I suggest using a natural stain and skipping the polyurethane? I know for a fact that wood will take wax. There's a reason it was and still is used as a finisher for this stuff. Thank you, Kintatsu1. I appreciate the comment. I'm oftentimes using shellac now on my wooden handles, and I really like that stuff because it dries so fast. Um, here's a comment from... Nehemiah on my wrist loop tutorial. If you don't wax nylon whips, will it affect how long it lasts or how loud it cracks? Um, it, it makes it a little bit heavier and gives it a little bit more mass, so it's going to crack a little bit easier. Um, and how long it lasts? Yeah, it'll, it'll protect it from, from, from soaking up water and causing unnecessary stress on the strands if you're going to use it in a, in a moist environment. Another comment from Nehemiah on my um, coral snake video. If you don't wax an eye on a whip, will it affect how long? Uh, no, we just addressed that. Or yes, I mean, how long it'll last. Sarav commented on my original video and says, cool whip. Stewie said that. Family Guy? Didn't they have some whip episode or something? I was told that. I, I don't actually have cable, so I don't watch Family Guy. Uh, another Nehemiah comment on the how to make a snake whip video. What happens if a nylon whip isn't waxed? Well, if it isn't waxed, it's, it's, it's susceptible to absorbing moisture. And if you're cracking it like in the rain or anything like that, it absorbs all this water and makes it super heavy. So what happens is the second half of the whip is really heavy and there's all of this this tension and pull and stress on the transition that doesn't need to be there and what happens is there's some gaps that form and it's just really hard in the transition that's why waxing the whip allows the whip to shed the water comment from blank 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 on my micro pocket 16 plat kangaroo hide bullwhip video where'd you buy that i made it sandstone addiction to my current nylon bullwhip making method is this dacron that you you would use there's a link there copy link address sorry sandstone addiction but the page is not found so i can't confirm whether or not that's what i use wriggle commented on the podcast number five video i found your channel because of grant's video I'm now subscribed to your channel and love it. I plan on trying to build my own whip using your videos. That's excellent. Welcome, Riggle. Joe Chim commented on podcast number five. Hey, great podcast. Nice to hear how you change your perspective on things. It's a very recognizable thing for me. 
could you maybe do a video on how to do uh, on a 12 plat left under two over two under two right under two over two over two pattern or maybe give some tips on your next podcast i've tried i've tried it but for some reason it's very hard pattern to get straight and also dropping strands gets a bit messy with this one um jochim i i can show you i can make a video on this pattern but typically this is a pattern that you use on a handle or on a transition you don't really use this pattern that i'm aware of throughout the entire whip and i don't necessarily know how to drop strands while being in this pattern but i'm going to research it and write it down actually right now yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do a video on that joshim thanks for the comment and hello if you're listening to this podcast Peacekeeper commented on the original six-foot video and said, can you please do an updated full-length tutorial? Please maybe make an eight-foot whip for it. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, yet another request for an updated video on a bull whip. Yes, I can and I will. Hey, man, big fan of your vids and your whips. I was wondering if I wanted this whip to have an eight-inch handle, what would I do with the strand lengths? Um nothing you can just keep it just the way it is actually peacekeeper eric ye commented on the six foot original video and said just awesome is there a specific size bbs used for the whip yes they are 0.177 caliber 4.5 millimeter steel bbs either coated with zinc or copper either one works just fine comment from robert on podcast number five i actually came to this channel because of the video on the king of random because I was curious about how to make a more traditional whip. Been been binge-watching them since. Thank you so much, Robert. Welcome. Shindalster commented on podcast number five video. Thank you for lots of inspiring videos and tutorials. I tried using your latest version of whip making, and it worked fairly well. Now I have two questions for you. Whoops. One regarding strand drops. Do you use the alternating version, dropping even strands from the top and the odd strands from the bottom? The other question is, why not just have the shot load shot loaded core and use the last dropped the last dropped strand as the core for the bellies? That is something I do now, Shindel strand. That's what I'm gonna explain in my new updated bullwit video. Keep up the good work and I am looking forward. Um yes. Um when I take all the strands, the the longest ones are exactly folded in half but all the other ones are staggered about two to three inches so when i drop them it is staggered so the taper is encouraged but i don't really pay attention to what strands i grab uh, the way it's set up when one strand runs short i drop it another one runs short i drop it and because they're staggered like that it doesn't really matter uh, in my opinion there's a comment from bill hey nick i subbed to you because of grant thompson's whip video cheers man good for you getting new subs off grant's video Thank you so much, Bill. Welcome, my friend. I hope you stick around. FPV Josh. Um, this is a comment on my how to make a snake whip video original. Hi, Nick. I just made... This one's a long one. There we go. Hi, Nick. I just made this whip, and it works well. It's pretty stiff, even though I did not use any electrical tape, and I rolled every layer. It does not seem to roll as well as yours. Is it possible to over-tighten your paracord? when pulling them tight or pulling and plating them 
how loud is this style and size of whip when com- when compared to a six foot bull whip? Um, it can be just as loud as a six foot bull whip, FPV or uh, Josh. It can be just as loud, but it's going to require throwing it a lot harder than a six foot whip because there's less mass and less inertia and less energy has a chance to build up. So you have to really whip your arm harder than you would to get an equivalent crack on a six foot bull whip. Um, can you pull too tightly? Uh, that's something that I've been exploring lately, and a, a question that initially I would have addressed and said, I would have dismissed it by saying, no, you, you, you can't pull too tightly. But now I'm starting to think, I'm starting to wonder, though, if it is possible to pull them too too tightly, especially on a shorter whip. I would say the second half of the whip, it is possible to perhaps pull unnecessarily tight. If you're putting all your weight on the strands, um, that might be too tight, yeah. But I think your your problem is 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 arising from perhaps uh, your binding, maybe the amount of of um, binding you're using. You don't have to use as much binding on a lighter snake whip as you do on a um, bull whip. Here's a comment from Sydney. Hey Nick, I am subbed to Grant as well, and I thought about how this video would affect your channel. I instantly knew your channel would pick up subs. I'm in fear of people making his version and not be able to crack it. That isn't the way to get them into cracking. The 400 subs you gained so far, I bet that is only a quarter of the subs you will gain. Thank you, Sydney. There's a little more to read here. Also want to say that I don't use the carpet tape. I just don't have any. I have been using packing tape, but not the normal kind. It has white strings. Uh bedding in it longwise after the overlay and before waxing I just have to make sure to flex the whip really well due to it being so stiff I also want to say that I haven't had a chance to use sinker cord I just take my time uh, to stuff the BBs in paracord and they will never go go side by side yeah that's true using parachute cord you never will have that problem about the BBs not staying in line um, so, yeah, using the packing tape, um, if you're not going to, if you're going to wax your whip, I might be a little wary of using that because it won't allow the wax to pass through it. But if you're not waxing your whips and you're not worried about that, use it, go for it. Another comment from Waxen Prime on the podcast number five video. As it turns out, I've never heard of Grant Thompson. I've actually been watching your videos for a couple of years now for ASMR, Bob Ross Jr. <laughs> I just never thought I could achieve plating. One day I went to Home Depot and saw a bunch of 550 paracord and decided to finally give it a shot. Ever since then, I've been getting orders left and right. Couldn't have done any of it without you, man. Thank you. You are very welcome, Waxen. Thank you for watching. A comment from Seth on podcast number five. Thanks, Nick. I used your six foot bullwhip video. I made uh, video and I made it beautiful. I made it beautiful and it works amazing. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Seth. Another comment from Waxen on podcast number five. Great info, Nick. I was wondering if you could maybe make a tutorial for an eight foot bullwhip with three plated bellies. And the overlay I'm trying to make the last crusade whip and I'm having trouble with the length conversions. Keep up the great work, man. Or keep up the great content, man. Another comment from Opie Grande. Hey, Nick. Why, when adding weight to a whip, 
why do you only use a foot of BBs uh, of the core? Is there a tech reason for this or just preference? Also, are there any downsides to adding more BBs? I'm about to make my first whip, and you, sir, have some of the best videos out there. Love to see your growth from your earlier videos. Thanks so much, Opie Grande. Um, <clears throat> some people like a heavier whip. Some people like a lighter whip. I've found that I like a whip that's kind of in the middle, more balanced. So a, a foot of BBs is a way that I can achieve my uh, weight that I'm used to, especially with waxing. If you like a longer, or if you like a, a whip that's a little bit more nose heavy, more weight in the thong, use two feet. You know, it's personal preference. There isn't a exact right or wrong amount of BBs to put in a whip. You know, that's all up to you, um, Opie Grande. You know, you can you can do anything that you really want, and it's all about what you feel or what your customers want in a whip. So. There's the reason I do just a foot is because that's what feels best to me, and that's what I assume that most of my customers who have never cracked whips before will like. But if they specifically tell me that they want to have your whip, it's something we discuss on the phone when they're wanting to order a whip. And we come to the conclusion that a foot will do it, but if you want more weight, add more. There's nothing wrong with that. Anson commented on the original six foot bullwhip tutorial. Look, I'm sure your tutorial was good, but I watched a different one five minutes in because it was really, really out of focus. This made it impossible to tell what was going on. Um, hmm. You uh, are one of the only people who have ever said that out of 1.5 million. Eco commented on the wooden handles video and said wood glue will not hold the handle under the material rod for long you really need proper rosin for that eco you are right and i do not use wood glue anymore it was a very stupid uh beginner's mistake and i won't do it again now i'm using threaded rod too to uh encourage a, a better hold Apocalypt Zero says, I feel like you're a friend. You've taught me so much. Well, I'm very glad that you feel that way, Apocalypse Zero. Uh, Robert commented on the How to Make a Snake Whip video. Fantastic tutorial. Thanks. Thank you, Robert. Justin Hall. JJ Hall's Whips. Nice. Thank you very much on the Target Stand video. And we are two more comments and we'll be about done, I think. I love the innovative on the top. I had Sharpshooter. Brilliant. Thank you. I have to do this one day. I've been wanting one of these for a while. And we are at the end, finally. Thank you guys so much for listening to this excruciatingly long episode of Whipcast. I hope that I answered all of your questions. And I will see you next time.
Oops. Are you still listening to this podcast? Well, guess what? If you're still listening, you get 15% off on your next whip. I'm serious. This code is Q1R2ML0541. I just came up with that code just now on the spot. So next time you order a whip with me, mention that code to me, and you can get 15% off of your next whip order on nickswhipshop.com. This special offer is only applicable for custom-made whips, and this special offer ends on June 1st of this year, 2018. This is the ASMR uh, chapter of this episode of Whipcast. Do you guys think I should do a whole podcast in this voice? (laughs) All right, I'm out of here. See you.